Why do people make a big deal about last meals in prison? What do you want for your last meal? Oh, I don't know. Kind of lost my appetite. <laughs> don't know if you heard. Gonna be murdered tomorrow. And you have to eat something. Make it a burrito. You're gonna clean some shit up. Yeah. Now neither one of us are looking forward to tomorrow. What is up, St. Louis? We're back here for the second hour of Hoosier Sophisticate here on 920 AM WGNU. We, uh, we're working on getting uh, Ben Hockman on the phone right now, but uh, we didn't really get uh, Steve's thoughts too much on the oh, interview. Oh, no one cares. <laughs> That's actually true. <laughs> yeah, someone Pit, said that. Pitbull shirt texted in and said, Wes Steve. I don't like Pitbull shirt. I don't know who put his name in there is that, but that's hilarious, whoever did that. Um, no, I thought it was a real good interview. I, uh, the first question, obviously, uh, like how you guys were like, this is Steve's question, just in case you think it's dumb. And then it backfired on you guys well, because the last two questions, he's like, oh, these are possibly the greatest questions I've ever heard. That's actually, yeah, that's ex- that's exactly what I heard. So I heard. And uh, no, the first one about what does a senator do, could have probably Googled that with that answer. I was, to think of it, yeah. I was waiting for him to kind of maybe pay attention in school. That I would have done it too. Hurt. A little civics class never never hurt nobody. But him, uh, he never really answered why he wanted to become a senator. But I know you're kind of moving through, so uh, I'm going to take off two points, uh, two point deduction for that. But I'm going to add four points at the end um, because of his thoughts on. Uh, uh, where we go when we die and how he's kind of open to uh, new realms and ideas. And I'm pretty sure he admitted to doing – no, I'm just kidding. I was going to go further with that. But Craig's like, don't you dare don't do, you that. do that. Don't you, you say do that, that about him. him. Don't you dare do that to him. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I liked it. Uh, your questions were really good. I thought uh, one thing I should have had you guys write down is what he thinks about uh, veterans' benefits. And uh, you guys got into that a little bit. Um, I know some of the guys uh, from Project – guys and gals from Project for 22 – Wanted me to ask that, so I let them down. That feels pretty good inside. Um, but other than that, it was a great, great to hear a, a senator talk and sound more like us. I guess Did Joe speak. Uh, yes, just just a regular Are Joe. Are we you just know? getting old though? We're turning into like you know. Is it just phases through life? Like when we're in our twenties, we're like, oh, no one understands me. That's in power. And now that we're thirty-five, we're like, yeah, no, this guy finally gets it. It's like. Oh, I, really? I, a lot of that probably comes with growth. I think we mature a little bit with the uh, with the process. We become a little bit more knowledgeable of how things should be and how things are, and you know what we would like to see. And you know, I, I think that uh, one of the one of the things about uh, when you have an overreaching government or, or put people in power like that is you you start to identify less and less with it. It starts to alienate more and more individuals. And so, one of the things that's always attracted me towards the liberty movement is the less the government is intertwined in our everyday life, the more we're able to to live our best, freest life. And so I typically like to rally around those people who say, hey, I don't know what's best for you and in your house, so I, all I'm going to do is try and take my foot off of your neck a little bit and let you guys do your thing, you know? Um, so it's it's refreshing. I've I've always been. We mentioned this in the last interview with him a little bit. I've I've always kind of been envious of a of Kentucky, for instance, with with representatives like Rand Paul and Thomas Massey, and I and I I know a lot of middle of the road liberty thinkers, people on both sides of the aisle that uh, that are that want to see more civil liberties, want to see criminal justice reform, want to see drug reform, want to see our 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 um, our government working more efficiently towards problems that the government should actually be dealing with versus uh, the things that we that we get to. Um, Versus dictating what we get to do with our lives and with our own sovereignty. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens. 
Oh, oh. oh you get me fired up with Tombstone quotes. You start doing that. I think we got uh, Benjamin Hopman on the line now. Is that uh, let's uh, let's let's go to Ben and let's talk about uh, his new uh, his new book here. What's going on, Ben? Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? Hey, it's Ben. How you doing, buddy? I am awesome and honored to be on your show. Oh, you don't have to say that. It's not tell you to say that. You don't have to say that, Ben. Ben, uh, we're looking at this book you got going here. This thing looks awesome, man. Uh, what is it, like 50, 50 of the best moments in people in Cardinals history, correct? Yeah, yeah. It's called The Big 50. Uh, basically, the idea was this. Find 50 topics that I could really pour my heart into. And I, I got to choose the topics. And it, it's fun because each chapter is, is a little different, but they're all fun in their own way. Like, one chapter might be about Ozzy Smith or Sam Musial, but then I have, like, crazy, quirky chapters, like, about uh, Tom Wallace's bat flip or Vince Coleman's drunk interview on Channel 5 or the time Al Herbosky faced two batters at the same time and got in a brawl. And there's so many quirky, weird stories from Cardinals history to kind of complement the, uh, the history that is Stan the Man and all the way to Yachty and Wainwright. Oh, that sounds amazing because as someone, I used to be in, oh, I was in so in love with sports. It ran my life. I would watch Sports Center on repeat uh, in the morning five times in a row during the summer. You know what I mean? And so yeah. to with the the players now, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 35, so I'm like, oh, they make too much money. <laughs> this is ridiculous. You know, and I'm kind of falling out of love with all of the, the kind of pop politics and, you know, all the stuff that goes on in sports. But those are the stories I absolutely adore and take me back to my childhood. Like, I love all that stuff. What was some of the uh, what was kind of the craziest thing you uh, you got while you're doing your research for the book here? Man, I, I, I had so much fun doing it. I'll tell you. But writing this book, the Big Fifty Cardinals, I, I think my the, my favorite thing I kind of stumbled upon was just a, uh, a conversation with Jason Mott, uh, of course, the closer from the 2011 World Series, and he, he is just really quirky. And there's a lot of quirky characters, but he he was telling me uh, about. Well, first of all, I don't know if you know this, but he named his daughter Suter uh, after after Bruce Suter. So how amazing is that? We got the 1982 bearded closer yeah. and the 2011 bearded closer from the World Series. Uh, names forever together. But Jason Mott, the day of Game Six, the David Freeze game, he went to Carl's Driving. I don't know if you guys have been there on oh, Manchester, yeah. that little yeah, that little burger spot. And I love it's love the story. He goes in there. There's only like you know what 10, 15 people in there. And the woman says to him, if you guys win tonight, you have to come back tomorrow for good luck. And he's like, all right, you got a deal. So um, he, he had his burgers, went to game six. David Freeze walked off. He went back to Carl's drive-in on game seven. Same lady there. She gave him the exact same order. And guess who made the final out? Uh, got the final out of the uh, the World Series. It was, it was Jason Mott. Oh, it's all connected. I love it. Oh. <laughs> baseball, baseball in general, I, you know, I feel as though it's it's the most romantic of sports. There's all these these weird things that happen with numbers and and things like that. Um, you know, seeing seeing Albert hit number three thousand out in in L.A. It was it was kind of a bittersweet thing. Um, you know, see, seeing it happen out there and 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 kind of or out in Seattle actually in front of a fairly sparse crowd. Um, yeah. You know, I, but but but. These little stories are the are the things that that make me have always made me fall in love with the game. Like I, I had a buddy who whose older brother was an usher at the ball at the stadium, and he we would go down for batting practice every day, and then he would he would work the bullpen, and it seemed like all those relievers, those guys had the craziest. They were just all characters. They all had the craziest stories, you know. Oh yeah, all those. I mean, I think I think the the 
relievers are maybe the quirkiest of, of all the players uh, we, we've seen over the years. And the fun thing about the book was was just being able to like tell like random stories about random players. Like again, I mean, there's a lot of Sam Musial in here. There's a lot of Yanni Molina, but there's, there's all these like if you will, like random people from the Cardinals' orbit. I mean, even even like my favorite. Vendors from all time. My favorite beer vendors like the Miranda, and then there's the uh, what's it, beer man? And then my favorite was the uh, anybody want a soda? Yeah, <laughs> dude, I was waiting for that. Love that guy, man. He was the yeah. best. I could see the look on your face. He's like, he's about to say it. <laughs> yeah, I was getting ready for it. My eyes were getting real big, baby. Oh, that was awesome. Hey, uh, uh, Hawkman, we don't have a uh, ton of time since we were a little late getting on the phone, but you got something coming up uh, May. 15th, I think, this Tuesday, right? Yeah, come on and hang out if you can. 7 p.m. at Left Bank Books. 7 p.m. Left Bank Books. Uh, I'll be signing my new book, The Big 50 Cardinals, and pepper me with Cardinals questions and Seinfeld trivia. If you want to order the book online, just Google Big 50 Cardinals. Awesome. Well, uh, Ben, before we let you go, we're going to have to do the real interview here. I think we're going to have to throw you in the hot seat. Okay. Yeah, you ready for this? All right, Ben, we just, we're going to ask you some quick questions. We need some quick answers. We don't need your live story. Just answer them as honest as you can, and uh, we'll get through this. You ready, buddy? Let's do it. All right, Ben. There's one person from history you have to punch in the face. Who is it? I suppose it would be Adolf Hitler. All right. Oh, there we go. Good answer. All right. Um, you have a quantum leap machine, and you can go back to any time period in history. I'm a history guy. Um, any time period in history, from cavemen to before cavemen to the future even, which time period do you want to live in? Oh, my gosh. Well, I want to go to 1985, game six of the World Series, and uh, tell Don Deckard there's going to be a close play at first base, but before you call him uh, out, take a minute, let it go through your mind, and realize he's going to be oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be out, not safe. He's out at first base. I mean, there seems like there's uh, more important things you could do, but I like it. No, 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 no. 1985 World Series. I like it. I really like it. <laughs> All right, there's a Royal Rumble of animals. What animal comes out on top? Oh, that's easy. The hippopotamus. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That was That was actually my pick. That was awesome. great. You didn't skip a beat. That's amazing. All right, Ben, uh, I'll, I'll give you some, some good questions now. Uh, your go-to album you can listen to front to back. Dr. Dre, The Chronic. Ooh. <laughs> Our board op is loving that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, if you had to pick a favorite fictional character covering all genres, who would it be? Favorite fictional character? Uh, Will Smith from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> yes. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right, and uh, lastly from me, uh, a movie that makes you cry or has made you cry in the past? Oh, my gosh. Uh well, definitely uh, Godfather Part 3 because it's so bad and it's not as good as the others. I, I just get so angry. I just cry and, and it's sad. It's so bad about it. He didn't ask you why you would cry, so there's that. <laughs> sure. All right, Ben, uh, I got a couple more for you here. Does pineapple go on pizza? Yes, 100%. Thank you. Sure. Yep. All right, first celebrity crush. Uh, I would say it was like... Uh, well, well, it was Lori Laughlin. What, what, what is oh, yeah. Full House? Uncle and, Jesse, uh, yes. That's what yeah, I am talking about, too. With Uncle Jesse, yeah. I was always jelly of Jesse, for sure. Okay. That's what I meant. I was jealous of him. One last question, Benjamin Hockman. Okay, the song that you love and you sing along to it, but when your friends catch you, you feel you pretend you don't know it. Your guilty pleasure song. What do you got? 
I've got, right. I've got a, uh, uh, I've got something I can build on that. Uh, Go ahead. A couple of uh, very dear friends of mine got married last year, and that was actually the the, the minister actually worked that into their vows. You don't need nice. money, and it don't take that. And it was, and and the entire crowd didn't really know what they were hearing until like he kind of <laughs> got to the power of love, and the place just erupted. Oh, that's beautiful. Great. Huey that's Lewis beautiful. Is, is great in all uh, all arenas. Hey Ben, where can we find that book, brother? Hey, uh, in bookstores everywhere, the Big 50 Cardinals, and you can just Google it. Big 50 Cardinals, it's a fun read for anybody from St. Louis. All right, one more time, your book signing, where's that at? Hey, that's at Left Bank Books at 7 p.m. next Tuesday. Left Bank Books, I'll be there at 7 p.m. We'll see you there, Ben. See you, hey, brother. Be fun. Thank Thanks, you. Buddy. Man, I, uh, I can't read good, but I'm going to try to read that book good. Really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna read it so good. That actually is what I'm interested in sports. 100. percent I want the backstories. Yeah, Vince Coleman drunk. I should, that's one of my favorite. It's great. He's, and everyone's like, "How do you get drunk so fast?" It's like it was five minutes after the game, and he's drunk. It was. If you haven't Googled that, Google it. It is phenomenal. Steve's over here hammering on hammering on the keyboard here. Yeah, I'm cool. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope maybe he he weaved in a story about Rex Hudler eating a eating a bug, uh, the rally bug, uh, in the dugout. All those little all those little crazy things. I guess we got a guy that eats lizards now on our team. Who's the lizard king? I lights. hate how every time some kind of critter is involved, they got to call it the rally something. Rally bug, <laughs> rally, bug, rally cat, rally, rally squirrel, yeah. rally hippo. That was a good. I hate answer. that as much as I hate certain TV shows. Which reminds me of a little debate we were having uh, before the show tonight, Stephen. Actually, we've been having this debate for years week. of weeks yeah weeks is what i meant no but you're just wrong seth well I, I wrote my review of the somehow popular show the office here do you want to hear is it? this the british version or the american version it's a good the, point the american the only one i've seen okay well the british version is great too so i mean we'll just They're probably we'll leave it at that a full disclosure i have never watched i don't think a full episode of the office um i mean i've seen clips it's seemingly funny um but i haven't i, I don't know how many seasons were there were a lot of it seasons. is hilarious it's from 2005 to 2013 i believe oh, that's a good run yeah wow. it was a great run i thought it was actually on earlier than that but almost I, as long as seinfeld i would i thought it was in high school because i was living in my parents basement but I was living in my parents' basement in 05, too. Graduated in 02, so I had to go ahead and fix the timeline there a little bit. But, uh, yeah, let's hear your review, guy. All right. Guy with a review. My thoughts on the somehow popular show The Office. It stars Steve Carell, who has never made me laugh in my life. I'm not sure how many times people are going to laugh at the very dated and not very funny to begin with. That's what she said joke. It's really all he has in his comedy arsenal. His friend Dwight Schrute clearly. Well, hold on is clearly the most annoying character and ruins any chance of the show having any redeeming qualities. His voice is annoying, his words are stupid, and that part in his hair makes the show that much more unwatchable. Pam is in no way, shape, or form funny. Jim is kind of a toolbox, and the rest of the cast relies heavily on Steve Carell's reputation as a comedy actor. But as I mentioned before, I have never found him to be funny, so for me, the show is a complete flop, a snooze fest, if you will. And I'm not, I'm not going off of just one or two episodes. I was forced to watch a marathon once due to the fact I was outvoted by my then roommates. I thought I'd give it a chance, but it failed to entertain. I'm going to have to give The Office one single star for effort out of five. Just like a Kevin Smith movie, I just don't see why people oh, think it's funny. You have crossed over and have a debate on your hands next week, sir. Oh, I would love that. And are, are we getting any hate mail yet on the text? Yeah, so far the vet who paints good says you can't go wrong with Steve Carell. I have something to say. 
Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. That's hilarious, guys. Come on. I don't. Was that one of their jokes? Yeah, it was one of the best jokes ever, and you missed it. Okay, first off, the that's what she said. Jokes, pal. Yeah, they're not funny. That's what makes them funny. It's, they're playing off of that in the show. Seth, open your eyes, man. Are you no, even that's not that, even that's still not funny. It's I get it. It's a level. It's it's up here, Seth. It's a level up here, Craig. It's a level up, okay, bud. It's, it's a like, little meta. It's meta. Um, and Dwight is just bad. That's supposed to be funny too. He's supposed to be bad guy. Okay, you know what I mean? It's like you know in the Stooges when they were hitting each other with stuff. It was supposed to happen. You know I, I started mean? watching the Stooges with my kids again. Oh, the Stooges it's, are so great. We're not. We're yeah, not. We can agree on that. Some of the greatest moments, though. Um, and I'm just looking this up off the internet. But all the pranks that that. Uh, um, Jim does the Dwight. Jim does the Dwight. You mentioned one today where you're talking about how they did that fake business call. One of the greatest moments in TV history. One of the few clips I've seen, and it is very, very funny. Uh, Pam and Jim, one of the greatest love stories. And she's a St. Louis. There's two St. Louisans on. There's two St. Louisans on the show, bud. Why do you hate St. Louis? Why does that, Seth that hate St. Louis? Why well, he hates it? Um, freaking Dwight battles. Is what we have from the vet who paints good. And Pitbull shirt says, you know who else loves the British version of The Office? Communists. <laughs> there you go. Pitbull shirt is coming with breathing fire. But, I, I mean, most of the people on my um, Facebook page agree with me um, that The Office is one of the best shows around. I cried. You call it when top it was over. three. It is. It's top three. No. <sighs> you got your Seinfeld. You got your 30 Are we talking Rock. just I, I would go 30. Seinfeld's horrible. I, I would take 30 Rock over oh, The Office. It. I never got really? into you Seinfeld. No, I'm telling him to stop it about Seinfeld. Thirty man. Rock. <laughs> it's Mama's Family. It's Cheers. It's The Office. And you can throw. <laughs> no, you're killing me with Mama's I like how Family. You throw in Mama's Family. You, you're killing it's me. one of the greatest Off shows the of all time. Vinton. Vinton's one of the greatest characters of all time. A locksmith lives in his mom's basement. Oh yeah, it's great. Naomi. You probably watch Golden Girls too. Oh, Golden Girls is the great. Golden Girls is better than Mama's Family. Once and you they, get older, then you start off? to get the sexual references in Golden Girls. Oh yeah, it's kind of funny. Yeah, um, whole Blanche was yeah. scared. It was a oh, firecracker, oh, wasn't God, she? she wanted it bad. Uh, <laughs> um, but Empty Nest, anyone? Empty Nest. I don't remember much, but uh, it was a spinoff from Golden Girls, I believe. That's how hardcore of a Golden Girls guy I am. I'm the Golden Girls guy. <laughs> it would I just. Empty Nest. He had a big dog named Dreyfus. A big old doctor. He had two daughters. One was kind of like a cop, tough cop. The other one was kind of like, I need help, Dad, which is kind of hot. Anyone? I don't even know what you're talking about. All right, it's called Empty Nest, but um, the the office is the top three shows, Seth. No, I mean, you just don't have room in that top three no matter what. Even if it, I did find it funny. I mean, you got your Roseanne's, your Seinfeld's. Oh, Roseanne's great. There Ro- you go, yeah. Have you, you seen well, I haven't watched any of the new one yet. I haven't seen it. Watch Is it, it. worth watching? Watch it. it I, one of those things that they bring back and you're like, oh, no, I hope they don't ruin it. It is phenomenal. Like, it takes you back nostalgic-wise, but it's also addressing – they try to address some new issues and stuff. But I lived my life – in a Roseanne-type haze growing up, you know, with the sass mouth. And they're always sassing each other and saying these witty comebacks. Well, that only goes so long without a studio audience laughing, I realized at home. You know, you start saying that stuff to your parents, and they're like, hey, not so funny, bud. Yeah, yeah, you don't have a laugh track to save you here, fella. Exactly. But the show is so – it takes you back, and it's also poignant in today's arena. 
and I love it. You guys should definitely watch it. I, I like it. I liked Roseanne growing up because it was a real family. Totally. It they looked like that. a real same, family. Same, same reason I loved Married with Children and all that stuff. Like the like you know, that was uh that's kind of the the mold that the all in the family broke and Sanford and Son, like they weren't all not everybody's Ward and June Cleaver. You know what I mean? You gotta have you gotta <laughs> not, have, yeah. we yeah, I don't not well I didn't grow up that way. I don't know. I'm Eddie Haskell. Dad wears a sweater vest. He's not even leaving the house. Just puts it on anyway. Gosh darn it, Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh Look, dang it. You're smelling the underwear, dude. Gosh darn it, I don't it, think Beaver. that was an episode of the Beaver. Oh, yeah. That was a different show we were watching. But, <laughs> Wait, that kind of segues nice into... Uh, I, I gotta, it does? Yeah. Really nice into a streaming pick of the week. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, I, I, I actually watched this a couple weeks ago. I don't know if any of you out there have seen Wild Wild Country. It is in... Oh, it's a it's a great little documentary on Netflix. Kind of follows Osho and um, and his whole uh, tribe of people that essentially relocated from India to a commune uh, in rural Oregon. And the townspeople, I think it's like six episodes, um, but the townspeople of the local rural town in, in Oregon saw all these people coming in and in these wine colored. Everybody wore like. Wine colored clothes and everything. It freaked yes. out all these people. But all really, all these people wanted to do were just antelope, of, antelope, antelope, Oregon. Oregon. That's right. And I believe that uh, the founder of, of Nike, his son was one of the big. Uh, what was his name? Bill Bowerman or something like that. Bob? Yeah, that's it. Is that right? I don't know. Um, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, there there was the there was this resistance from the townspeople to kind of accept this this group of of, of outsiders in um, Osho. Osho and, and all of his followers, and they bought this, I don't know, like several thousand acre ranch. Um, and uh, what unfolds, at, at first, I found myself very frustrated with the local townspeople. I'm like, why are you busting these people's chops and just know. trying to live up on this commune? And by the end of it, I can tell you, like, I felt... I felt for both sides. Yes. Like they took me on a roller coaster ride where I'm like, I don't even know who to be upset with here. Like this is it was just it's a really interesting story. It's six episodes, about an hour, an hour and a half a piece. Um it's a really wild ride though. And I had no idea this took place in the eighties. This it was it was just bizarre. I've I've followed Osho's teachings, I've read a lot of his, yeah, know, of his right? stuff and like I had no idea this whole no. backstory of his followers and everything in Oregon happened. Wild Wild Country on Netflix. If you get a chance to check it out. It's worth the watch. Oh, dude, my, my beautiful wife and I watched that, and uh, she was actually asking her parents about it. She's like, but did you guys know about this? Like, this is madness. And I thought it was funny, too, because one of the guys from Antelope, he's like, man, I just don't like them. They're, they're coming down here. We're living our lives. They're over there having sex and drug-fueled orgies over there. And I'm like, and? What's the problem? <laughs> and the guy, and wasn't the land they were out there, it was beautiful, and we're talking millions and millions of dollars. Oh, yeah, they, like, terraformed the desert, basically, and made it into this this oasis, you know? Um, but it, it does unfold uh, <laughs> in a very unusual way. It, it goes a direction that I, I was not particularly expecting of, a, of this culture of no. people that are just made of love. But one of their things was, is, like, they didn't subscribe to that whole Gandhi turn the other cheek thing. It was like, oh, you want to take the fight to us? Okay, fair enough. We'll do it. Yeah. And, and o- it, it got it got out of hand and, real quick. And Osho, you read his quotes online, and you're like, is this the same guy? Right. Is this the same guy? I've not yet begun to defile myself. Oh, Tombstone. Yeah, I'm kind of like an extra in that movie. Um, should I go on to mine, though? Yeah, please, please. Well, I'm not sure if I talked about this on the podcast, and maybe I have, but I have two lined up. But it's, do you trust this computer? 
It's Ooh. it's streaming. I think you have to pay for it now. Elon Musk had it available for free. Uh, I want to say about a month ago or so. And uh, Craig, I think you texted me at like one in the morning, like so distraught that said you you have to drop everything and watch this. It was the scariest movie I've ever seen in my life. No joke at all. And at first, it's about artificial intelligence. And at first, me and my wife are watching it. And you can see that AI is dangerous, but oh, man, it's going to, Craig, it's going to solve all our problems. We won't have to do these remedial jobs. Like, it'll, they'll build our roads. They have these robots that can do anything human hands can do and do it better and do it 24 hours a day and don't need food or anything. And they cost about the yearly salary of one worker. So they have all these. And I'm thinking, you know, Jenny's like, no, this is not good. And I'm like, honey, this is good. We can live this life that is not fueled by the rat race anymore. Maybe we can uh, we can rise above that, right? I'm hopeful. Well, by the time you get to about the 45-minute mark, the hour mark, and you start seeing what AI can do already and... They're, they're, the AI is communicating. They have to shut AI down because it's communicating. They had one AI that was creating neurons. That's what they call it. It was creating neurons of people's faces and facial recognition and emotions, and they had not installed that in the AI machine. It was learning how to feel on its own? It was learning how to understand humans the best it could. And I'm like, oh, no. And I don't know if you saw recently, but at one of the tech crunches, uh, Google, I believe it's Google, they released that AI that called a hair salon. Did you see I that? Saw, I saw, the, I saw the, the, the blip of the article. Wow. It calls and it's like, oh, hi, um, I need an appointment for Hillary. And the person's like, okay, Hillary. The, pers- the AI. Sound, even, does it sound like a person? E- yes. It even added us and mm, like little, but did it? It almost mirrored the voice of the person it was talking to. And at the end, everyone's like, yeah, clapping, standing up. And a little part of me was like, oh, wow. We got to, because it's going to get in bad hands, right? Technology, weaponry, it gets in bad hands. I mean, the atomic weapon, we're the ones who actually use that eventually, which is crazy to think of. One of the most advanced uh, weapons in the history of mankind. The good guys technically were the guys to use it. You know, that's kind of interesting to where, you know, technology, it's advancing at a very rapid state. I mean, we're looking at 2045 till the singularity, Craig. (laughs) So you say, yeah, I mean, it's... No, not me. Uh, Ray Kurzweil. Ooh. Kurzweil is a brilliant oh, thinker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's big on the singularity. Um, Huge. I'll tell you what. Uh, the real Corey G texted, in, and it actually, I was actually going to mention it too because I saw you posted something about. It. Have you guys seen the Boston Dynamics running robot? That thing is terrifying. <laughs> With love, the real Corey G. I have seen that thing, and if anybody is a Black Mirror watcher yeah, Netflix. on Netflix, there's an episode Metalhead, which which was actually a very frustrating episode for me, mm. but. Yeah. But that thing is identical to the robot that that uh, was in there. It I walks mean, up steps. It walks down steps. They're learning how to open doors. It's turning corners. It doesn't bump into walls. It's, no, it gets a visual of the world around it almost as good as we do. And it's only getting better and better and better by the minute. Oh, sure. Well, think – I mean – Technology is advancing exponentially. Yes. Think about where we were. 
I, you know, just five short years ago. Yeah. Think about, I mean, even in the mid-2000s, which to me seems like yesterday, we were rocking Blackberries and like, this is the greatest piece of technology ever. Run that back five years before that, we had Razor flip phones. Oh, it was I love the Razor. razor. We guy, could play Snake we're on guy. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Let's just kiss. That's, that's so, so uh, anyway, like if, if if you're just kind of seeing it track the things that we are able to do now that uh, we're we're giving the machines more and more autonomy, it's starting to create this stuff outside of our control. Yes, I don't think I think 2045. I think that you're. you're I know you're being real friendly I with that know. number. You're, you know, they thought in this movie. Uh, do you trust this computer? They also said, with chess checkers, let's put uh, the AI machines up against the best players in the world. Chess and checkers, they figured AI would uh, be able to beat them, you know, pretty soundly, pretty quickly, faster than they anticipated. Well, then they said that the ancient game of Go, the... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, it's a Chinese game, yeah. Okay. Um, and they said... Well, it's going to be a while before the AI machine beats someone at Go because you have to do it play on intuition. <laughs> it beat them so quick, Greg. It didn't take any time at all for this AI machine. And they learned all those uh, Atari games as well. I mean, it's wild, man. And now with the uh, – did you see Key, uh, Key and Peele, one of the, I think Jordan Peele? Did that video of Obama where he used the artificial intelligence and then the where facial they recognition? Control. Oh, dude, that is. I mean, you think about like the old school movie, like I think back in the nineties, Wag the Dog, where the, basically the whole movie was it was a war. Never saw it. Really, it was like Dustin Hoffman. It's great. Yeah, yeah. And the whole idea of it was they they had um, di- filmed a war. Basically, it was all it was all directed and it was all. But they were selling this to the American people in order to push legislation through and everything. And then you see this technology where they can control the facial movements of world leaders and put words into their mouth. And it's very hard to tell the different whether it's real or not. Like oh, you, yeah. I mean, you put them side by side. You know, maybe there's not but as many facial tics. Better. But man, give it a couple of years, and they're it's going to be. You're not even going to be able to believe your eyes. Literally, you're not. Well, it was funny, too, because a, a quote by Elon Musk. Elon Musk said, oh, we're going to – I want I want to butcher it, but he says, like, we're going to make the new blackberry farm or something like uh, blue, blueberries or whatever. You know, I don't want to confuse people with the blackberries. But, you know, it was like something mundane, and some guy goes – tweeted at him, said, hey, bud, why don't you just start working on Westworld? That's what we all want already anyway. Is it? And he he responded with, well, what do you think this is? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I'm super excited about AI, 3D printing, all of it. But I'm also a little terrified at the dark hearts in the in man and womankind. Well, I, I think that even if, if maliciousness is not programmed into these machines, I think that machines are they, – they're, they're based around algorithms, right? And they're always going to do what is the most efficient. They don't have yes. the ability to weigh emotions. There will come a point when machines recognize the uh, – the, um, Disease that the humans are because we're we're we are you know we're we're bacteria yeah, right yeah, I mean we we're and we're we're growing we're spreading over the planet and then eventually we'll be washed out and the planet will will recoup and we'll do you know we'll do what it needs to do if we don't find a way off of this rock it's that, that's how it goes you know yeah we're um, we're consuming and creating waste as a byproduct and the waste is not good for the earth that's, well yeah. That's I mean, it's, it, it's not, but you know, like, again, at the same time, it's it. Well, who it's going to kill? It's going to kill us. It's yeah. not going to kill the rock. You know? What I mean? Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> well, I would wonder too: is the AI going to need us? 
Once we create them, are they going to need us? And is this an advanced civilization that we have just got to that maybe other civilizations have got to before on this planet and possibly other planets? And that's why we're not seeing aliens. It's instead of, and I heard this on a Duncan Trussell podcast with Jason Silva. If you haven't heard that, Please listen to the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, Jason Silva. If you haven't seen the stuff Jason Silva does. He's great. Oh, he's right on. I wish I could be like Jason Silva. He's one of the greatest guys He's encyclopedic with his his knowledge of what certain philosophers have said and and making it match up to where we're at today in society. He's amazing. Beautiful with that. But they were talking about how as so without is within, correct? You know, like uh, without within. So as far as we go into outer space, we're also figuring out deep inner space, right? So if we can upload our consciousness into a dense, dense file drive and live in that space, and that that's what freaked me out the most, Craig, is living in a time loop. What if you can't die? What if the next generation, they decide to not have children, they decide to... Just live forever. What's the point of having kids? If your consciousness is uploaded and you can live forever, then you're reliving that moment, the same moment over and over. What is that, Doctor Who? Whatever. Well, yeah. yeah. That's how he... Yeah, that happens. He regenerates, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what are we going to do, Craig? Oh, just sit, sit back and enjoy the ride. What are you going to do? That's that's where I'm at. I'm just like, oh, okay. You the, know. Vet, the vet who paints good says, we're a cancer or a... I'm a parasite. Hi. That's what he said. Um, butterflies, spiders, sharks, freaking shark robots. <laughs> I think the vet who paints good might be the only guy to listen to the show. Yeah, we only got one person tuning in. And, uh, oh, things I love from the 618. Things I love, sleeping with the windows open. Oh, man. One of my favorites, especially if you have an attic fan, if you're, if you're hashtag blessed enough to have an attic fan. Oh. At the at night when that cool air is just getting pulled in, ooh, doggy! I yeah, got I'm a big fan, thing. big fan of sleeping with those windows open. I already said I live in Afton, <laughs> so we already know you got an attic. Come on, bud. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm worried about the AI thing. But I think you're right. You just gotta you gotta spread as much love as you can while you're going through this crazy thing called life, buddy. Get in where you fit in. Or Hi, I'm sorry, I didn't see you there. I was too busy blocking out the haters. Block out them haters, Craig. I got it. Seth is really enjoying himself on that. He's tickled with the. With Why the- is he laughing? All right, guys. Um, well, you know, we told you about AI. We scared the dickens out of you. We hope you enjoyed uh, the uh, Austin Peterson interview. And go out and get Ben Hockman's book for real. I'll read it. Um, we're gonna we're gonna jump the break real quick and come back with some uh, more things I love and uh, just Craig and I just straight flat getting after it. Wax and poetic. Taking a look at the market and investments while remaining generally unprofessional. It's the Big Biz Show with Russ and Sully. When you walk into something like that, you don't walk in ankle deep. You walk in chest deep, especially when you're a CEO of a public company. That and you have to have a few shots of scotch in you before you walk Speaking in. of which, Rusty, uh, would you like to know the name of the president of the company? What is it? Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. That's love it. With a little knowledge of the market and a whole lot of bad jokes, It's the Big Biz Show, weekday mornings at 11 on WGNU. Today we decided to walk to school. At the corner, we waited to cross the street. The stoplight counted down. 15, 14, 31, I mean 13. We took a left on Carroll Garden Street. Loud music was coming from a car. Danny's a smart kid, but he gets so distracted. There were so many other sounds, I didn't know what to focus on. Danny, Earth to Danny. 
Suddenly, he realized he forgot his homework again. I left my homework on the table. At the, the school, school steps, we hug goodbye. goodbye. I, I really, really hope he doesn't have another, another bad day at school today. today. When you can see learning and attention issues from their side, you can be on their side. That's why there's understood.org, a free online resource for the parents of the one in five kids with learning and attention issues. Get personalized recommendations, practical tips, daily access to experts, and more. Go from misunderstanding to understood.org. Brought to you by Understood and the Ad Council. You own a business, right? Probably got a pretty full agenda. Too busy to go from door to door telling people who you are and what you have to offer. Become a sponsor at WGNU and let us get the word out for you. WGNU broadcasts on 920 AM, 106.9 FM, and streams live at WGNU920AM.com. Plus, carries a variety of talk programs from local sports and entertainment to business and finance. With three ways to listen and a mixture of talk programming, we reach a variety of listeners in the St. Louis area. You can focus on running your business to keep those customers happy when they arrive. Give us a call at 314-454-0400. Our knowledgeable and creative marketing and production teams will work hard to make sure you stand out. That's 314-454-0400. WGNU, the talk of St. Louis. It's about your life and your money. It's the Dave Ramsey Show. Have you ever noticed when you're broke and doing stupid stuff, bad things all happen? And that when you start working on a plan, that it seems like money just starts coming to you? When you're broke, everything that can go wrong will. The heating and air goes out. The dog gets in the street and gets hit. You lose your job. I mean, your life looks like a country song. You know what I'm talking about? The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays at 1 p.m. right here on WGNU. Are you looking for a new show to listen to? Well, WGNU now has a new show, The New John Simmons Show, weekdays at 9 p.m. Hosted by me, The New John Simmons. Why is it new? Well, it's not because it's brand new, but because I became a new person through Christ and was able to find passion, vision, and faith for my new life that I never had in my old one. On The New John Simmons Show, I hope to encourage you to find or build on your new life in Christ through conversations, humor, and, of course, some great guests. That's the new John Simmons Show, weekdays at 9 p.m. on WGNU, or listen live at newjohnsimmons.com. Sherman Gillums, Jr., Paralyzed Veterans of America. For more than 70 years, Paralyzed Veterans of America has helped hundreds of thousands of veterans get all the benefits they have earned. Al Kovac, Jr., Paralyzed Veterans of America. We provide one-on-one support tailored to your individual needs, including health care advocacy, benefit support, and career assistance. For more information, call 1-800-424-8200 or visit pva.org. A public service of Paralyzed Veterans of America. A voice for all of St. Louis. We are WGNU. Weekday mornings, hear St. Louis Live with Chris Denman and Travis Terrell. Is there a conspiracy theory that exists that if came true, you wouldn't be shocked? Are aliens even conspiracy theory anymore? Or is it just kind of like, no, everybody's just kind of realizing something going on? Most certainly the Vatican is involved. The Vatican is preparing for the return of aliens right now as we speak. Keep up with your St. Louis Cardinals on St. Louis Baseball Weekly with Brian Stull. 
the Cardinals aren't alone in this regard. I think baseball fans in general are a little frustrated that there's not been a lot going on this offseason. Either free agent signings or trades, it just hasn't happened. Join Jimmy B and Patty Moe for your evening drive with Let's Get Comfortable. It's kind of like when the Cubs fans come in town for a St. Louis Cardinals game. All that blue in the stands? Uh, Get out of here. Just rude. Where's the old style beer? There's no old style in St. Louis. <laughs> End your day with the new John Simmons on the new John Simmons show. It's easy to say, I'm going to use this money to pay down debt, but when it shows up in your account and you don't have a budget, what debt are you writing it towards? Do you even know? WGNU 920 AM and 106.9 FM. This is the Brian Stoll Show. You were actually in attendance. This was a young Elias back in the day. You saw an AJ Styles match, and that's what kind of inspired you to take your path, begin that walk. Oh, wow, yeah, that's a nice little uh, hit fact you pulled up there. The very first independent wrestling show I ever saw was uh, AJ Styles against Matt Hardy. I approached one of the wrestlers about how do you become a wrestler, how do you get into this. Here I am, the best thing going in WWE. The Brian Stoll Show, weekdays at noon on WGNU. Sports and entertainment, business and politics, health and wellness, all on WGNU, the talk of St. Louis. I'm tired of f***ing Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f***ed. Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Yeah, the planet's fine. The people are the ones who are jacked up. George knows what I'm talking about. George gets it. Listen, guys, uh, I got something I want to talk about. Steve's going to talk about weed again. He's going to talk about weed again. Hey, Steve. Are you going to talk about weed again? I am. Guess what? They did a nice little sting operation in Houston. I saw it on my Facebook Live feed yesterday or maybe the day before. They had a table full of CBD oils, sir. And they had it splayed up on top in front of them while they're doing a big, you know, they had the podium and the chiefs coming out there and the scourge of society. And I'm like, really? No, I wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. I believe all these people's hearts, well, let me say, most of their hearts are in the right place, right? They just don't want the kids getting it. And apparently there's an outbreak of this stuff called Kush. And, <laughs> but, okay, it's not actually just Afghani Kush or any type of the Kush strains of cannabis, I think it's a fake cannabis that's making people go crazy, which synthetic cannabis, maybe the the solution there is legalizing the real plant so these people don't have to get weird. They were saying, well, if you buy an oil from a gas station, you're probably going to get some weird stuff because they're like, it tested positive for other cannabinoids. Cannabinoids. And everyone's like, is that, am I saying it right? I'm like, these are the guys busting people for the... for. Uh, helping out their endocannabinoid system. These are the guys doing it. So a little bit, little part of me was like upset, but apparently there is some weird stuff going on. But I got news for you, Houston. Legalize it, and this solves a majority of those problems. Oh. Me how about that? Uh, how about that? And I'll tell you what. I I want to. Um, if you go to the comments sections of some videos like that, some of the ignorance on display. And that's really what it is, right? It's it's a matter of people just not having the information and having been indoctrinated for decades and decades in a, in a nonsense uh, war on drugs. 
some of the things that people are saying out there and, and, and what it's going to lead to, and like they don't even realize we are talking uh, right now. We're talking about medicine. Forget. I'm, I'm going to put aside the fact that I'm an autonomous human being that can make choices for myself. It sucks. You got to put that aside. For yeah, a second. put that aside for a second. I'm talking about helping people with epilepsy. I'm talking about helping people with PTSD. I'm talking about providing relief to people with cancer. I'm talking about people that have Crohn's disease that have healed their Crohn's disease. Uh, you know, uh, fibromyalgia. The list is endless. Autoimmune diseases. A lot of them are. They're finding out a lot of our diseases are caused by the same thing, and these diseases are just end up being different symptoms of kind of the same problem going on with our homeostasis, and that's where CBD comes into play for helping these people because you've talked to the parents we've had on the show who their kids are seizing out nightly. They don't know if their child is going to live or die, and we have the and the. You talked about it with Austin. The, we put the police in a tough position when they have to stand up there behind all the CBD oil. Being like, we got it off the streets. Yeah, get the cush or whatever off the streets, the fake synthetic stuff. But let's have an adult conversation about getting these people the medicine they need today. Look at this. Pitbull shirt just, uh, just texted in. They purpose, purposely, purposefully mix synthetic and actual CBD to further demonstrate it and demonize it demonize it i'm sorry and further their anti-cannabis agenda well and i think there's a lot of that going on um i you know that's what i'm saying we have to when you went out to this the the institute of cannabis research you come back with doctor's notes you come back with science and you say hey listen yeah i know what you've been told i know what you've been told we have a a rejoin where bill hicks says i've never uh seen my brain as an egg you know like guys let's drop all of the fear text. I don't want to live a fear-based life. I want to live a love-based life. I want to make decisions based in love and not fear. And part of that, part of, part of uh, us being pragmatic about our approach to, um, uh, you know, drug use in this country and how to fix it. You look at, at countries that have decriminalized it and the rates of not only overdoses and deaths, but just, just use in general, because their education is better. It's not a matter of saying, Man, you tell a kid, you tell a teenager, this is bad for you. A teenager, you, it's like telling a kid not to touch a hot stove. He's going to touch it once. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You just, but if you give them the hard, honest truth about what yes. could actually happen, then, then they're going to take a little bit more measured approach to it. And, and you treat it as a, as a disease. You treat drug use as a disease versus a, a criminal action. And you don't make career criminals, yeah. right? You put these people away for a, for a nonviolent drug offense. And then the next thing you know, when they finally do come out, they can't get a job. Yep. The, you know, and, and all of a sudden it starts this cycle where all of a, you know it, it's it's never ending where oh. they're constantly they've got a target on their back as if they're some kind of uh, of criminal. Totally. Well, they were talking about uh, an article I read the other day how a lot of uh, places are going to start uh, stop testing for cannabis in your system to get a job because they're like well, it's hard to find workers for the third shift that ain't puffing a little bit. You a know? lot of programmers and things like that. Totally yeah. on the government on the in, the in the government especially. They're, it, and it's wild because it, it stays in your system for longer, which is, you know, just a byproduct of it being stored in your muscles or in your fat. So it's like we have to it, – it frustrates me, Craig, because we're still having these debates that seem archaic to me because it's like, oh, is it a gateway drug or not? Oh, the VA is finally going to start testing. What? We are far beyond that. That's why I'm calling to legalize it today decriminalize it all today there's 
plenty of cannabis here in the city. I hate to break it to you, but let let it, let it flood the streets. It's not going to destroy the city. And let's figure out what if parents have to make their own oil in their house to help with cancer, to help with seizures, anything then we need to allow them to be able to do that. And they need to find the science we like need, at ICR. We need to give them a market where they can actually go and buy it from someone who is professionally yes. trained to make it to where it actually is working towards the diseases they're trying to to help fix. All right, so in November we should be having a vote on this. I believe we'll have at least at least one initiative, uh, maybe two initiatives on the ballots. Yeah. And there may be there's, – there's actually some action in Jefferson City – that may even work, uh, you know, extra judicious uh, before a vote. We'll say it that way, yeah. not extra judiciously. Geez, that's a hard word to say. Judici- They're actually trying to handle it at the ho- in the House and Senate. And if that happens, that's great too. I that just don't, trash, I, but I don't want to see people that don't know what they're talking about crafting the legislation. That's what's happening? Craig. I would much rather see people like New Approach Missouri, who at least have a, a basis yes. in science, who have done plenty of studies, who have have gotten more than anecdotal evidence. They've gone, they've, they've met with doctors, they've met with experts, and they've crafted le- legislation that is actually going to help the people afflicted the most. Yeah, I talked to someone in, in politics today, and uh, I don't want to give any names, right? but they were telling me that, Steve, you got to settle down. It's got to go medicinal first. But at this point, when 27, 28 other states have legalized it medicinal, why are we continuing to follow trends when I want to see Missouri and especially St. Louis as a leader of cities around the globe, Craig? Because we got a lot of cheap real estate around here. If we can start getting some of these beautiful mines here, because another Bill Hicks thing, he's like, you don't like drugs or you like music? Well, throw out all your records because I guarantee most of those people who were singing those songs <laughs> had some sort of altered state that helped him achieve some of those levels and it's upsetting but you got to realize that you know some people just don't know and education is where it's at well and and one thing about cannabis uh, that's it, that one of the important things for me with that conversation because you know i I'm, i go even further than that and i'm i like uh, the idea of decriminalizing all drugs yep. um mdma for instance it was was developed um, well, it was it was rediscovered by Sasha Shulgin, and it was used by by psychiatrists to essentially treat depression and a lot of other ailments back in the in the sixties and seventies. That that was the purpose of its yeah. of its, and it was it was working with with great um, you know efficacy. efficacy. I guess would be the word. <laughs> you just know you get me. You get me. Uh, yeah, no, you're definitely right. Uh, going back to the veteran stuff, I was. Uh, hearing, I was on a podcast about how their maps. You're a big old maps. big multidisciplinary association for psychedelic studies. Craig is a big maps guy. I always talking my ear off about maps. While well, I started to research them a little bit more, they're doing PTSD, uh, psycho assisted psychotherapy with MDMA, and it's so interesting. They they likened it to the doctor when you get a big cut or anything he may stitch you up but the body knows how to heal itself right so when we have these traumas inflicted upon us there's something with the mdma that can open you up let you process it and let you heal because i think we're a lot of us are micro ptsd throughout our daily lives which you know Oh, man. I mean, you think about uh, on top of the veterans, but definitely our first responders, the things they have to see on on a regular basis. That's something I took for granted. I mean, you take firefighters and the the selfless work that they do. 
Oh yeah, it's not just fires they fight, man. They're 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 showing up to car accidents and oh. just horrific things that are happening. They're they're on the scene and they have to see. Someone's got to clean that up. Someone's got to take care of that. And we, I think it's something that's out of sight, out of mind, and you know, um, for for a majority of of people. But when you when you think about the the weight that that has to put on these people and, and what they're the, the, I can't even imagine trying to sleep having hey, to process that all the time. You know? Let's help them carry that weight, like the Beatles said, baby. We got to step up as St. Louis, as a city, as a society. We got to help these first responders. We got to help these people because they're not the squeaky wheels. They're the ones that are going to be on the uh, yelling from the mountaintop. Help me, help me. They're the helpers. So we have to do everything we can in our hearts and minds, use our imaginations, our creativity to help these people before the machines get us all. Oh, no, they're coming for us. <laughs> we got a couple minutes left here. I, want, I do want to make a make last mention uh, yeah. of our great sponsors again, Lifetime STL, Lifetime Roofing, LifetimeSTL.com. What a great outfit. They'll come out, they'll give you a free estimate, made up of insurance adjusters. The, listen, there's nobody better. They've been uh, locally owned since uh, 2005. Yes, and um, roof, roof. They're 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 such an integral part of the of the their immediate community, and they want to they want to be your, your go to choice uh, for for roofing and exterior work. The owner is constantly talking to us about the community, how to make things better, and how he can better himself so he can better the people around him. Then that's great, and, and that is it. Both of the owners are just gentlemen. Just modern day Renaissance gentlemen, just like our boy James Carlton. Over at State Farm Insurance, located in historic Webster Groves, the James Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency. I'll hey. tell you what, guys, g- give him a call, give him a quote. Yeah. I'm, I'll, I'll reiterate, I'll bet you 50 bucks cash you're not going to get voicemail. We're going to get you. <laughs> throughout, throughout business hours, you're going to talk to somebody, they're going to help you, they're going to make sure that your coverage is, is sufficient. Because you know what? Like we think about insurance like, oh, hey, I just don't want to pay that much a month. That's great. But when tragedy hits or when, when something bad happens, the probably the worst thing, you want to trouble that a little bit, the worst thing is finding out that you weren't in fact covered the way that you thought you were. James Carlton's gonna take a look at it, he's gonna do a comprehensive look over of your current policy, see where he can help you out. Check him out, Carltoninsurance.net. He's one of the best dudes you'll ever meet. James Carlton Insurance on Webster Groves. We uh, did get some things I love on the text line. We got we got a handful of them. If you scroll down a little bit, things that make me happy. People may finally be getting the medicine they deserve in Missouri. We're working towards it, real Corey G. We are doing it, man. Um, Pipple shirt says, "I love the smell of CLP." What is CLP? Clean lubricate protect. It's what you clean your rifle with. Oh, <laughs> that is a good smell. I thought you were going to say clean some else. I like yeah, the they... smell of just firing it, really, myself. Big Papa in the 618 say, things I love, Craig and Steve, but not Seth, because he's Seth. But I love Craig and Steve. Oh, I love this one, too, from the Ouch. 509. They uh, actually didn't They didn't say uh, not, not Seth. They just oh, see, Craig I actually Steve. don't. Uh, I love a hot shower after working in the cold. But if you get too cold, it kind of burns. I go vice versa on that. I yes. love a cold shower after working in the heat. Me, too. Me, too. Maybe that's what he meant. Um, um, things I love when the sky looks like stoned, washed blue jeans oh, from the six one. <laughs> we love your things I love submissions. We hope that you'll continue to follow along. Uh, email your thoughts and questions to who's your sophisticated gmail dot com. Uh, of course, uh, we're getting towards the end of the hour here. These will be available for for uh, podcast for download on uh, who's sophisticated dot com and wgnu nine twenty am dot com. Yeah, and if, if you like what we're doing, if you like what we're talking about, if you want to get involved, please reach out to Craig and I on Facebook, anywhere, really, the, the email, the website. Reach out to us. We want to meet 
everyone that we can and makes a Craig's looking at me like, don't get me into this. No, no, no. <laughs> don't you no, no, no. I hope this. the world finds all of you smiling and I hope I can be a part of it. So absolutely reach out to us. Tell us what where we can help you. You got yeah. an event coming up yep. that, that's something you're passionate about? Let us know about Let's it, man. Connect. We, we want to share in what you love and we want to help spread that love throughout this throughout this area. We love you, St. Louis. Hey, guys, real quick. Uh, next week, Friday, we got lead FBI negotiator from the Waco Siege. Gary Nesner is going to be joining oh, that's us. That's going to be awesome, It's going to be a great interview, so join us for that. Let's get weird, St. Louis. Thanks well, for joining us.